Hey, how are you? Hey, long time. Long time, yeah. I um, I think I was actually dying last week. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not good. It was how are you now? Good. I've, I said to you earlier, I feel like I've got over the flu, but now I'm like in the placenta of the flu. Like, it's like <laughs> everything like going, disappearing or something. It's really weird. Mm. I'm just drinking lots of lemon and honey tea and taking disgusting cough medicine and yeah just doing what I can do really it's not fun what about you you've got some exciting news I did so I um had an interview today at like 2 30 a job interview and yeah I thought it went pretty well like everyone seemed really responsive and but it didn't last very long you know how they say they're supposed to last long if they went well okay um so I got on the train and um it's sort of like a 30 minute commute to where I live I get off the train and they offered me the job so hey that's pretty cool yeah so I'm officially employed again this is amazing Um, I'm very proud this is a round of applause I'm very very thank you you. it's brilliant yeah no I'm excited it's like it's 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 a bit it's a promotion and I get my own department and um yeah I feel pretty cool about it promotion's fantastic yeah except when someone shouts at you when they don't like I heard about this yeah not going, to get in, not going to go into too much detail on it, but yes, an incident at work happened this week that someone basically just went mad at me, and being the mature woman that I am now, I sat there yeah. and just thought, fuck this, and packed up all my stuff and left. I was just like, I'm not doing it. I would have done the same. Um, and I felt really proud of myself, because like any other day, I probably would have snapped back or argued back, but I felt so drained from the flu, and also just like... I there's more to life than this so I just packed up my stuff and yeah went home and um my boss was like okay I think he was kind of scared I think he oh, was kind of like right okay <laughs> but yeah um so that happened but yeah jobs oh, are no. jobs are weird um yeah but yeah so new job new friends though new people to me that'll be interesting new job new friends and I'm about a 20 minute walk away from my old workmates who I really really loved so it works out really amazing. well amazing yeah so I know it's exciting well on the note money of, it's I'm really really proud for you honestly I, I'm so Thank pleased because I know it's like crap not having like regular work and stuff like that so this is gonna yeah. be great for you I'm so proud honestly I'm thank beaming. you beaming. appreciate it all the mucus is coming off and it's just you know, so happy <laughs> for you um, speaking of friendship, have you ever heard of this app called Hey Vina? No, what's Hey Vina? So basically, Hey Vina is an app that's kind of designed like Tinder, but it's mm. for female friendship. So obviously, okay. me moving up north, I've not really made any friends, it's been quite lonely, and I was like, okay, I'm going to give this app a whirl. This was like two, yeah. two months ago, I think like that. And um, I've met some lovely, lovely people on there, really, really nice. lovely girls. Um, a few not so lovely, but you know, and, um, but yeah, it's a good, good app. And I think it's quite cool that, you know, modern day, like people use online to shop and to, you know, watch things or order things or make their lives easier. Um, Mm. and you know, I mean, when you're in your late twenties, where do you meet new friends? There's not like, you know, when you're younger, you bond with girls in the toilets of a nightclub about borrowing lip gloss and things like that. (laughs) But you know, there's not many of that going on these days. So it's quite cool. It's quite cool. I mean, I've also given Bumble for BFF a while. Yeah, I've which heard about is Bumble BFF. it's a lot more popular, and there's a lot more people on it. But wow, I had some weird conversations. So really? I spoke to again great conversations too. I've met some really lovely girls on there. But some yeah. conversations would be like, "Hey," and I'd be like, "Hey, how are you?" And they'd be like, "Not great." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, what happened?" Um, I was in a car accident. Oops. And I'm like, this is too much drama for, like, an introduction. Like, if I met someone in real life, I'd be like, whoa. And then, so that was one of them. And I was like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I was like, well, this conversation's not very forthcoming. It's like dating. It really is. And then yeah. this other one, I was like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, And she said, like, well, someone's stalking me. I was like, gosh, that's, that's awful. Don't. Like, how, you know, what's, what's happening? I don't know. I kind of like it. I was like, oh, God, unmatch. I can't what? be dealing with these 
these people. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot like dating. It's quite demanding because obviously you're talking to these new people and you're wanting to keep conversations interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's very, very strange. It's also reminded me how much I do not want to date again because the <laughs> idea of doing this for romance, too much yeah. stress, too much stress. No. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. So yeah, if you, this is not a plug. I don't get paid by anyone. But yeah, if you're looking for female friendship and just wanting to like you know talk to other people, they're quite they're quite good apps. So give them a, give them a try. And the, with Hey Vina, it's quite cool because you get to post like an event, and people can nice. like RSVP. So that's quite cool. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. that. So yeah, so watch out. I may have friends. You never know. <laughs> You do have friends. You will have friends. Thank you. Okay, on to films. Um, yeah. I watched a couple of films recently, new ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Mid-90s. Oh, fun. I've not seen that. What do you think? Yeah, so this is the Jonah Hill uh, di- directorial debut. Um, I think he did it a short film or something, but this is his first like feature film. It's with A24, and it's um, about this kid who kind of comes from a broken home, and he joins this kind of like group of skater guys and it's it's brilliant honestly it's such a typical like feel good indie sundancey film where yeah. you know the characters are not perfect and it's just it's it's really lovely it reminded me a lot of like um lord of is it lords of dogstown the, the catherine harbert one is it don't know lords of dogstown it's with heath ledger i think yeah sorry i should really fact check oh, this yeah. before I say it. it really reminded me of that and um it just had a really lovely feel to it, really. A lot of the actors were, like, brand new. Lucas Hedges was in it, playing an absolute arsehole. Really, I couldn't look at him straight after that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a brutal film at times, but I really enjoyed it. And it's all shot in that um, square format, like Mummy. Okay. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Re- and it honestly feels like it's a film from the 90s. I know it's meant to do that, but <laughs> it doesn't... Like, I know you watch a film sometimes and you're like, this is a period piece. But this honestly feels like it's from someone's just plucked it from obscurity in the nineties. It's so dead on with the references, with the costumes, with the layouts. Jonah's done an incredible job, and I kind of feel like it has gone under the radar a little bit. Really yeah. shocked it didn't have any award buzz. I thought it was really great, so I definitely recommend seeing it. It was really limited release, but yeah, you have to watch it. Okay, no, I will. I heard good things. I also watched the new Netflix romantic comedy, not the mm. one with Noah Centurinario. I did watch that and it was shit, so. Tell me more about this because I feel well, like, I mean, have they locked him in a room and he has to perform for them every six months? Do you know what? I feel like if this is the only role that Noah Centineo ever plays, I wouldn't be, I would not have been mad, but then I watched... I can't even remember what it's called, The Perfect Date. And then I watched The Perfect Date and realised that the reason he was so good in To All The Boys is because of Lana Condor. Like, she just brings oh. out the best of him. Um, at least that's how I felt. Um, but, yeah, no, so this is just a film about how he kind of just goes on dates with people and they, like, pay him to go on dates. And he's basically sort of a teenage escort, except not really an escort. Like, just It's a bit confusing. And he really likes this girl named Shelby, I think. Shelby. I may have just made that up. I may have just made that up. Paid by um, Camilla, Camilla, Camilla Mendes. Yeah. Camilla, Camilla Mendes from um, Riverdale. And yeah, and then he obviously, like, it's it's just, and then he falls in love and she falls in, another she falls in love because there's another she played by Laura Morano. Um, yeah, it just didn't do anything much. I don't think anyone liked it very much. Really? Yeah, I kind of, mm. everyone kind of like went a bit crazy. I think it's because, I think it's because, I don't know about you, but all the boys, um, to all the boys I loved before, was a bit of a shock um, of how good the quality was. Yeah, I was quite surprised. I think so. And even like, I don't know, did you ever watch Sienna Burgess is a Loser? Yeah. I really liked like that it. too. So I kind of oh. watched those two films. Did you not like it? I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. It's all right. It's not like I wouldn't. I haven't got the post on my wall, um, <laughs> but I just thought it was quite good to kind of celebrate that kind of image of a girl. Mm. I mean, obviously the whole film is her hiding the image, but um, yeah, with this one, it kind of seems like everyone's like, oh, you know what? They're not always as good as you think they are. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, but the comic, the romantic comedy I saw was someone great. Yeah. So this stars um, Gina Rodriguez, Britney Snow, and the actress that I've bloody not remembered, even though I wrote it down on my hand earlier. And I washed my hands. Dewanda Wise? Yes, Dewanda Wise. Um, 
Now, so basically, it's a very just normal concept after a devastating breakup. Um, she's about to move across the country. She wants to enjoy one last night of freedom, crazy madness, blah. Um, the first, you've seen, have you seen this? Yeah, okay. I've seen it. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but for the first like half an hour, 40 minutes, the amount of drug references was getting so annoying. And I yeah. felt it was really hard to relate to the characters, not because they were into drugs, but because they were just so... It was like Gossip Girl on crack. Mm. And it was like yeah. everything was about drugs and everything was about... I had no idea yeah. what any of them did for a job. Britney Snow seemed to be doing some kind of meeting. You didn't know what company it was. And she just kind of left in the middle of it. And you've got this relationship with Dewanda Wise with this girl that she clearly... Who's an, I'm guessing it's an Indian girl. Mm. and it's this kind of storyline that I think I'd prefer to see in another film because it looked mm. interesting this whole like she wants her to be more open and honest and meet her friends about being you know in a lesbian relationship yeah oh sorry and yeah so it kind of annoyed me at first and I was kind of sitting there thinking I'm not gonna like this film mm. and the flashbacks it showed to her relationship with Lakeith Stainfield was lovely it was really well done it was some beautiful shots and you know Lakeith's gorgeous and lovely oh, so and they, Gina's the got Gina's got a lot of charisma and personality and it really did convey that and as the film went on it talked more about you know loss and nostalgia and you know fear of growing up and moving on um and then of course there's the whole like female friendship thing about like battling mm-hmm. each other and growing apart um And then in the end, I think the whole film kind of goes through the five stages of grief in a convenient 24-hour time frame, which obviously we all know isn't realistic. It can take, you know, months, weeks, years to go over a relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like at the end I was kind of like, okay, it was all right. Yeah. But there wasn't really much to it. I don't know. But that's my thought. What, What did you think? It was... So I did enjoy it. It was fun to watch. I don't feel like I had a bad time. But I do agree that the be- it started off a little bit contrived. I think Gossip Girl is probably a good way to... Yeah, a good, a good thing to compare it to. It was just a little bit like... I just couldn't relate to any of them. And I just I thought off the bat it would be a film that I would be able to relate to someone. And it took me some time. But I did really like that it was... Kind of in the way 500 Days of Summer did it, a, a film about like heartbreak but optimism, and the optimism was female friendships, which I think was really cool and really empowering, and I, I really liked that. But yeah, I, I just... I don't know what it is that I would have wanted more of, but... Maybe, it just, yeah. yeah. It was just... Yeah. A, it, I feel like it went at a 100 miles per hour pace at times. Like, you had Britney mm-hmm. Snow, she's like, okay, I'm going to get some drugs, and then she's banging some guy in his <laughs> office... And it, yeah, I mean, there were parts of it that were utterly charming and lovely. Yeah. But I don't think I ever, like, laughed out loud at any points. And I just, when it got to the end, I was kind of like, nah, okay. <laughs> like, she, you see this whole film, and obviously she's a writer, she's going to go work for Rolling Stone. But you don't ever mm. see her, like, you see her write sometimes, but then at the end she kind of, when she's drunk and high on drugs, she, like, writes this epic monologue voiceover about acceptance moving on and I don't know it just it felt very much like they got to a point they're like right quick and we need to wrap it up and we need to put a bow on it and we need to you know she's she's fine now and I don't know it was a little bit no I feel that the soundtrack was amazing (coughs) though I love the soundtrack I've got it downloaded on my Spotify especially that is it um is it Sigmund's song the sad song Siegfried oh yeah is it yes 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 yes. I think it is Yeah. yeah I like such that a good one. soundtrack, and there's a good Frank Ocean song in there as well. Mm. Um, but no, it was it was it was a pretty film, and it was you know um, a great soundtrack, female director as well, which is mm. very great. Um, but yeah, definitely much better than a perfect date. So <laughs> yeah, I, d- I definitely recommend watching it. I was quite worried at first because a lot of tweets were like, "Oh my god, this film broke me," and I was like, "I'm really not in the mood to feel broken right now. My own life, <laughs> my own romantic comedy is breaking me enough." And then I watched it. I was like, "I'm fine." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's not that deep, not that bad. But no, it's cool. I mean, it's good that Netflix are doing original content. So I agree. 
Yeah. Haven't they, like, bought 30 books or something, or 30 scripts or whatever that they're going to develop into stuff, which is ridiculous. Well, they're getting scared now, aren't they? Because, obviously, Disney are hot yeah. on their tail with their... And, and Apple as well. Apple are doing original content that actually looks really good. I mean, if you thought, like, 10, 15 years ago that, like, the people who make your phone are going to be making original content... It's oh, no. it's crazy. It's you know, IKEA will be doing their own TV shows next. It will be Can you imagine severe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, re- I thought the other day about possibly filming in an IKEA to like yeah. use as a free location. <laughs> then I thought, no, there's I'd get caught so quickly, so yeah. quickly. I was filming in an arcade once and we got thrown mm-hmm. out. And I was like, I'm just taking pictures. What are you talking about? And yeah, the guy like completely knew what I was up to. Wow, rude. I know. I could be yeah. famous, obviously I'm not. Um, okay, now the next thing to talk about, I'm going to try and hum it. I think that's it. I'd be terrible at that, never mind the buzzcocks. So, oh yeah, me too. Game of Thrones came back. Yeah. And um, we've got two episodes down. We, we, mm-hmm. we both love Game of Thrones, so you're going to hear it from us on a hopefully weekly basis because it's the end and we have to discuss it um yeah so yeah it's back it's crazy um i'm having to avoid social media or one day which is very <laughs> very hard um and it's even harder because people will send me like memes and stuff and i'm like i'm not seeing it yet don't show me anything um yeah first episode thought it was quite dull um, for a it season was, opener. wasn't it? I thought the same. Nothing really happened. It was kind of like... It was quite funny because the first 10 minutes it was just people rolling in and like I sat there watching it with Scott and we were just like, squad, squad, squad. Because <laughs> it was everyone and I think it must be quite cool actually for like the actors as well to finally have yeah. scenes with these people. Um, but no, nothing really happened. Not even anything that was like remotely cliffhangery. We obviously had the scene at the end where you had the boy... And the legs or arms that were around him looking very creepy. Yes. That kind of... Yeah, that was, that was weird, that wasn't was it? That was weird. And when his head moved, I did scream, I'm not going to lie. Um, so that was And we quite... did have Jamie and Bran meeting too. Jamie and Bran meeting. Bran is just... <laughs> I actually laugh now when they show him. Because he just yeah. pops up randomly. Um, he's a meme. He is literally a meme. It's, yeah, he's a meme. It's horrendous. Um, and obviously you have one of the probably the biggest meetings is um Sansa and Daenerys now I don't know about you but for me if you've become the queen of the seven Mm. kingdoms and you're about to face a war you've got you've lost a dragon you're probably gonna die do you really give a shit if Sansa Stark respects you (laughs) yeah you know I think it's I think we're seeing her becoming a bit of an egomaniac. We now, are, aren't we? Like, we really are. And like before, yeah. I mean, a lot of people were like, "Oh, I've never liked Daenerys," and I was like, "I don't really remember a time when anyone didn't really like her." And for yeah. me, like, I never really remember a time where I thought she was very. I mean, she's been through a lot. Um, mm. But yeah, recently, and the scene with Samuel Tarly when she kind of coldly tells him that oh, she killed yeah. his whole family, I just thought you know have a little bit of tact you know these people are and yeah, i do people. and i do agree with sansa says about the north will not bow to a king or a queen i think that's so right and i think it really does kind of marry to modern day politics as well yes. the north don't <laughs> yeah, want anything to do, yeah um but yeah i don't know i think she's so obsessed with like regalty and titles and respect when really there is you know there's a war going on and yeah. um, I mean, it's the same with like her obsession with like with Tyrion, like not believing Cersei. Like, what was he expected to do? You I know, know. Um, oh, Tyrion. So yeah, first episode not really overly impressive. Considering we've only got a small amount of episodes left, you think they would throw something in? Yeah, that would be scary. What were your first? I guess John thoughts? finds out though. Yes, yes. John does find out. It was that's pretty big. Yeah, a slow burner there. What were your thoughts in yeah. episode one? generally yeah generally it was slow it was just yeah i mean i'm glad that um john found out pretty much straight away because i thought it was something that would drag and like yeah no but i'm glad he found out and i really i feel like jamie's face at the end is about some of the and i know it lasts like three seconds but it's some of the i feel like some of the best acting i've seen on that show yeah like i i really 
I think that he's one of these characters that obviously has done awful, terrible things. Um, but I think there was, there's a, I mean, I, moving on to episode two, I love when Daenerys again is like, oh, we will, we would have killed you and all this stuff. Yeah. I love that he says, I would have done, done it again because he's a soldier. He did what yeah. he thought was right. He was protecting his house. He was protecting his family just as the Targaryens did. I mean, does Danny forget that the Targaryen, they flew, they, they you kind of set people on fire anyway yeah um and when brianne come in i was just like oh god oh my god i love her i love, I love her. her so much honestly jamie knighting brianne was one of the most romantic things i know i've ever witnessed in my it was life. yeah i think for me it was the most romantic moment of this season it was i mean it, of the show it like, was something that was given that was it's hers like it's not a typical gesture but it he knew that it would mean a lot to her and it was kind of like to hell with tradition to hell with this you don't need a king or queen you need a knight and i just love that the whole moment and the whole oh it was it was amazing and i think that i think that um it kind of shows him in a new light when he's away from his family and kind yeah. of shows that people kind of, you know, depending on their environment, depending on who they're with, can be different people. Yeah. You know. Jamie's my favourite character, so it's been really fun watching growth. Now, one thing. Is Cersei mm. actually pregnant? I'm so confused with this storyline. I think she is, yeah. I think she is. Or really? at least... Yeah. I mean, is she not? I thought she was. The, she could just be saying it. The moment where she was speaking to... Oh, what's his name? Greyjoy. Uh, yeah, you're on. And she was like, you want a whore, go pay for one. You want a queen, earn her. And then mm. two seconds later, she was bending over him. Yeah, it was a bit weird. What was it? that about? I was like, that's such an amazing quote. I'm going to be using that quote. Yeah, <laughs> you want a queen, you got to earn her. And then she just completely um, ruined life. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you're on a skeevy. Oh, it makes me feel physically ill. Ugh. Ugh. Um. But yeah, a lot happening, but then the second episode as well, not a lot happened either, but I think it's because that's the last time we're probably, well, I hope we're going to have these round-the-table conversations about, you know, because I hope now it's going to be action, 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 action. I would like I a think five the next, episode fight. The next episode's the big fight of the season, so people are going to die. There are people oh. who, yeah, who aren't going to, and I feel like I, I figured out who it is, but I don't want to be right about it. Um... Who do you oh, think it is? Yeah. So I think we're going to lose Theon. Um, I think we're going to lose Tormund. I think we're going to lose Brienne because her kind of... Really? Has, I think. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but like with her being knighted, I feel like her story has kind of come in a bit of an arc now. Like she's got the thing that she's always wanted, the thing that she's deserved. So I wouldn't, I would be sad about it and I'd probably cry for weeks, but I would not be surprised if she died. And I think Jamie might go too. And that like, I don't even want to think about it, but I feel like he's almost passed it on to Brienne, and he's kind of made him more like making amends, and um, I think the four of them, oh, and obviously Grey Worm, who is just so handsome. Yes, I had to, there was a lot can't of see me, shadowing like, there. There was a, yeah. and I, a, do you know what, as well, it, the first time that I think, well, not the first time, but I think for a long time, the Game of Thrones touched on racism a little bit, when the children were yeah. coming in there. I thought that was a nice touch there and I loved the fact when he was like do you really want to grow grow old here and she's like no I was like good get the hell out of there um yeah. I don't for me I've always had this feeling because there's a lot I think it was said once like Jamie and Cersei came into this world together they're gonna mm. leave it together too I think mm. that Jamie will probably end up killing Cersei in some shape or way yeah and he'll probably die in the process um but no, it's interesting. There's just so many characters that you could probably kill off 15 and you still wouldn't even yeah. touch the surface. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't really know who's going to die. What are your thoughts on Arya and Gendry? <laughs> so, I mean, power to her. Like, she, she took it and ran with it and was just such a boss. But um, it was... I don't even want to say uncomfortable to watch because there have been some really uncomfortable things to watch. Like, there's been rape, so it's not been... Yeah. Like, it's, it's not been jarring. But there was something about watching someone who I still kind of associate as being 11, 12. I'm like, damn. Yeah. She's really she's really out there getting it. Did you see online they actually ca uh, screen captured the spike in Google searches for um, Arya Stark age around the time of that episode? 
it went Stop. up way yeah it went way way up and you kind of think right is that out of general interest or is it creepy oh i didn't know that yeah i have to send it to you but it appeared and i was like right i mean like you good for her like she's she knows she's going into battle and she wants to experience something she's obviously like gendry for a long time um but yeah, I just it was a little bit unnecessary. I think I've just trying to sexualize. You know, we sexualize enough female characters on that show for no rhyme or reason, and um, yeah, I just I don't I don't know, you know, and I was a bit like I didn't know how much the pair they were going to show, because I know that obviously the, the earlier on in the season I think. I think didn't Emily Amelia Clark do something where she was like I'm no longer going to get my boobs out or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's Something along the lines of that, I can't remember, but yeah. we'll see that the lead characters don't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of like, oh god, this is very awkward, but she is 22 years of age, but Aya Stark is what? I don't know. I have no idea. And this song was like, Still yeah, but in the books, they were like 12. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make it okay, just because George R.R. Yeah. R. Martin was weird. Okay. <laughs> so Yeah, I think it... it think it's an interesting um call back to that prophecy or whatever that Robert Baratheon said where he was like you have a son I have a daughter yes we're gonna unite the houses and everyone obviously thought it was gonna be um Joffrey and Sansa but is it yeah I, I like that and I think it's um I think it's a nice little touch actually that there is there is still a Baratheon out there um but yes. yeah what did you think of Daenerys finding out about Aegon Targaryen did you not see that weird, like, kind of... She had, like, a glint in her eye. Like, her whole demeanour changed for, for, like, quite subtly. But I feel like she went from, I love you, John, to I will kill you, John, in, like, zero to nothing. I thought that... I thought that when he was t- going to tell her, she was going to say, like, I've got something else to say. I'm pregnant. Um, <laughs> but, um, obviously, she did But, yeah, I think it's... Um, I don't know. I mean, she's always had this kind of chip on her shoulder, hasn't she, almost? Yeah. She is the rightful heir to the throne, so it's probably put her nose massively out of joy, like, I did all this, and I'm not even <laughs> the heir. I could have just been with Drogo, and yeah. I was fine. But, you know, it's... um, Why can't they be king and queen and rule side by side? It's bonkers, really. It's... I don't know. It's strange. Um, I think I have a... I don't know... Either one of John and Danny, one of them are gonna die, John or Danny. Yeah, they won't be. Yeah. They won't both get out of that alive. Um, I think they both they both could die. Do you think? Yeah, but then who would end up could. on the throne? I mean, so in my dream situation, it would be Sansa because I'm really? obsessed with her. Yeah, okay. I, she's the best. But um, I would be Rob. It out. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's not like Rob's not dead. He's coming back. Uh, well, he might because they you know they alluded to all the things that happened in the crypt. Yeah. Wait, Rob, Rob's not in the crypt, is he? I, I don't know if Rob's in the I, crypt. If they... I don't know. Time travel... Can you could, imagine? Not time travel, maybe like time time reverse or something like that. But I don't know. I think we're going to get a very sad, like, Titanic sinking-esque moment of everyone kind of meeting in heaven or something like that. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, I've never really been decided on who's going to end up on the throne. I mean, it could end up being the, the, the Ice King or whatever his name is, so... <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be amazing. <laughs> Oh, Samuel Tarly, that would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, Sam! Oh, I love it. He's cute, isn't he? By the way, what's his name? Pog something, the guy that hangs out Podri- with... Podri- Podrick. He got buff, man. I know! <laughs> Mate, where did that did. come from? I was so... I had to, like, I pause it and take. go back. I was like, was that Podrick? And was yeah. that literally like, he, he's doing well. I was like, damn, <laughs> I want her to train me. Never mind a PT yeah. in the gym. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, but yes, it's, it's all happening, isn't it? It's all happening. So, it's yeah, we'll be now. talking about Game of Thrones on a weekly basis. I mean, we can't really do a spoil-free thing at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. One thing that did make me laugh is, like, with anything, there's always people that are like, I have never seen an episode Sing. of Game yeah. of Thrones in my life. Well, you're 19, darling. So you were, what, in year five when it came out? <laughs> so nobody really gives a flying fuck. No, right. it's not a badge of honour either. You're not getting anything for it. It's no. like, well done, but what do you like, want? Oh my god, look at me. I'm so interesting. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. And? It wasn't meant to be a cool thing. It was always a nerdy thing. It was always a nerdy thing. Yeah. Honestly. Ridiculous. Oh, and no. a lot of people that were, like, not really nerds in school, they started watching it way late. Have you noticed that? 
Super, super late. Like yeah. season five, late. Yeah. They binged it, and now they're like, then now they know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True fans. True fans. Okay, so we've got some feedback on the last episode, which was a cool. couple of few weeks ago. Mm. Um, Alison said, with your conversation about Disney stars in the last episode, who were your other Disney crushes back in the heyday, and who do you think has had the best career since? Oh. Okay, crushes. so my biggest crush is... I, so I don't like know Disney if it, Channel. It, it, it's sort of a half crush, and also I wanted to be Lizzie McGuire, Hilary Duff. Um... <laughs> She's just my absolute favourite ever. I just think she's the best. So, yeah. Probably her. She's probably my biggest. I m- missed out on Lizzie McGuire. I didn't... <gasps> yeah, I didn't... We didn't have... Well, we didn't really... We didn't have anything when we were younger. We didn't have the Disney Channel, so I didn't really... She wasn't really on when I was watching it. But, obviously, I've watched bits and pieces now, but I do love Lizzie McGuire. Um, in regards to crushes, I'm trying to think... Jesse McCartney, like, co-starred ah. on loads of stuff. And I freaking loved him. Really loved yeah. him. Um, he was a big crush. Um, David Henry on Wizards of the Waverly Place. He was a big oh, yeah. crush. Zac Efron um, did it for me, too. Zac Efron. Never really fancied anyone on, my, on Hannah Montana. Wasn't no, the brother, like, 30 as well? <laughs> he, was, <laughs> was like, he? Like, he was, like, one of the first kids that was, like, oh, my God, he's 30. Like, way before Glee. Stop. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't. I watched more Nickelodeon than I did Disney because we had Nickelodeon yeah. for free. And I really used to fancy Jake Bahari from. <gasps> yes. Fabulous! Oh, fabulous! <laughs> and I loved that Emma was Roberts a show. on that show. And I also. Did you ever watch a show called Complete Savages? Yes. It was like six the, Yes. Yes, I fancy. I used to have a crush like, on all, all of them. them. All of them. Yeah. All of them. They were so good. Even um, the dad. Even the dad and the uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, completely savages. And I think that is about it, maybe. Yeah. Special I shout think. out to Harvey Kinkle for being my first boyfriend. Yes, Harvey um, Kinkle as well. Major mm, crush. And that Harvey was back, back when I didn't really know what a crush was. So I was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, they're my favourites. Um, in terms of best career, I don't really know. No, I think they're all, they're all crackers now, aren't they? <laughs> they are all crackers. I mean, Zac Efron probably. Yeah, I mean, you've got like Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus, and all doing well in their little yeah things. But but they've all like had Zac. made. I think they've all been to rehab, like every single one of them. So oh dear, you forget Zac Efron's been to rehab like two, three times. Oh, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Makes me sad. Okay, Lisa, your comments on the last episode about there being pressure on Jordan P- Peele to create a second film. Do you feel this as a director yourself and making a second feature? Will we ever get a follow-up to Demi? Ha <laughs> ha! That's uh, unexpected. Um, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that it's a lot of work and I am enjoying doing other formats right now, like web series and short films. And I don't really have a story that I want to commit to in a feature length format. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, I'd say no if Warner Brothers were like, hey, <laughs> do you want to make a film? But yeah, I've just turned my heart set on it with Demi. I was like, I have to make the story. I have to do it. But um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but pressure wise, I don't feel any pressure. I don't really think anyone gives a shit if I do or not. <laughs> but thank you, Lisa. Um, Josh. It was cool to hear you guys talk about the Madeleine McCann documentary and the Serial podcast. Is there another true crime story out there that you think would make a good Netflix doc series? Good Ooh, question. That's a good question. Um, oh, I don't even know. Um, there's a oh, there's an awful true crime story about the um, the night the Night Stalker. Who's the Night Stalker? The Night Stalker. Have you heard about the Night Stalker? Oh, the Night Stalker. At least I said the Night Talker. I was like, no, I don't Let know. me just check if it's the right one. Now, there's two Night Stalkers. There's Richard Ramirez, mm. who was a serial killer, rapist, and burglar. Very creepy. Uh, listened to a four-hour documentary a podcast on him and couldn't sleep. Um, so that would be interesting. But then you also got the other Night Stalker that was... Um, ref- um, what was his name? He just got caught recently. Golden State Killer. Oh yes, Golden State now Killer. Yes, this um, rings a bell. Yes, Joseph James D'Angelo. So they literally call him, and they call him through Ancestry or one of them sites. 
Yes, and I this. think that'd be so cool because Patton Oswald's wife, God rest her soul, she wrote a book about it, and they use that book to help catch in. And so I think that would be a really, really great um, documentary series. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So I'd definitely watch that. Because I think just to catch someone through this website, which people use innocently to find out where they're from. I mean, the poor guy that did it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm related to a serial killer. Um, <laughs> so that would be my pick. Yes. Yeah. I feel like the two that I would have picked are already... One of them's already live on Netflix. It's called Delhi Crime. Um, for anyone <coughs> oh my who's into, God. Like, yeah. Yes. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's very brutal. And it really changed yes. a lot in... India, it's fantastic. It's very brutal. Deadly crime. And I was t- we were talking and, about yeah. it some work recently, and the woman we spoke to just didn't believe it happened, and I was like, trust me, it did. Mm, no, it happened. Yeah. And the other, I think, is coming out. I want to say in May, but I'm not sure. Um, it's Ava Devani's Central Park Five, which is about the five kids who were, well, I should say, boys of color, because that's super important who were all sort of sent to prison for raping a white woman. And um, it was like a big deal when it came out because the investigation was botched and Trump had something to do with it because he was like super into getting these boys into prison. And I mean, I think they were finally released, but yeah, it was just, it was just, just the worst story of kind of the justice system being shit. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, apparently like Trump was paying her medical expenses and stuff like that Mm. and he wanted the death penalty for them so i'm super excited for that do you remember they've done a few um csi episodes based on that as well so Mm. that's um yeah good shout there there's there's a lot and i think crimes like that are great to make into documentary because it's not only shocking it's educational and i think it's i mean like daily crime there's it's just still so much in the world that is not being done to protect people and even though these horrible things happen well there you go yeah that was a good question yeah thanks josh okay and finally molly i loved how when listen to a film podcast i hear the words the hills and lauren conrad also mentioned as well as <laughs> kardashians and made in chelsea i was wondering what other guilty pleasure reality shows you're both fans of and do you think the format is coming to an end or due a revival um so the one that I'm really into right now like really obsessed with and I think this is because I've spent like a week because I've not been at work it's called dating no filter and it's my favorite so basically it's a little bit like gogglebox where you have a bunch of people who watch other people on dates um but it's just hilarious like and maybe this is because I'm sort of doing the whole kind of online dating thing myself so I can see myself in a lot of these people but there was this one girl who got drunk and at one point and just started eating flowers. Like, it's just, it's the most ridiculous TV. It's its ridiculous, but it's amazing. So, yeah, if you're looking for something new that's that's trashy and amazing, Dating No Filter so is the one. Do they, so do they watch the other person yeah. before they so, date Yeah, so, I mean, them? they do it. No, no, no. So, the comedians, well, I think they're comedians anyway. They they watch two people on a date who've, like, never met before. I feel like it's a blind, I don't think... Yeah, no, it's blind dating because they don't know who they're going to meet. Okay. Um, and it's just bants. Like, sometimes I just... I don't understand where these people even come from. Like, there was this one guy who was a psychic and he just... He didn't want to use the word psychic for himself. So he just kept saying, I'm a channel. I channel. And, and the other... Yeah. And the other guy was like, you're a what? <laughs> like, what is that? This is what it was amazing. Me off. Yeah. Yeah. God, it sounds weird. surreal. It's like that show Naked Attraction. I'm just like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. I don't want to see all that. It's too much. But good, good for them. They've got the confidence to do that. Um, reality shows, reality shows. I, I mean, things like Queer Eye and Marie Kondo. I watch. Yeah. Like feel good ones. I don't like date. I don't like watching them when it's like, oh my god. And then she said to me this, and then he said that, and then like, oh my god, I was like such a bitch. I can't be bothered with all of that anymore. Made in Chelsea, Scott watches it on a Monday and I have to watch it with him and honestly it is killing my brain because not yeah. only is it so fake and fixed and the acting's bad and he's like, they're not acting. I was like, trust me, they've got <laughs> Trust me. It's killing. I mean, in regards to if it's dying off, I mean, I think uh, people are losing interest in them. Mm. Um, I don't know about during Revival... I think there's always there's a lot of money in them and you know like Love Island's coming back despite the fact that there's been a lot of bad press about it especially in regards to mental health 
um, because it's quick fame. It's quick, easy yeah. fame. It sells magazines. It sells clothes. It sells, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I'm not a massive fan of them. I used to love them when I was younger. I used to watch the E and MTV ones constantly. Yes. The Hills, Hogan's House, Run's House, everything. Um, but yeah, then I just kind of just whatever, kind of fell out of it really. Mm. I think I think they're trying to revive it but they're trying to revive it by bringing old things back so you've got Jersey Shore which I'm still obsessed with I yes, love Jersey Shore Jersey Shore yes um, obviously the hills but yeah I don't know if that's a revive or if that's just a desperate cling I mean they were technically career is a revival as well when you think yeah. about it yeah that's true that's true yeah oh, but I love Queer Eye oh god yeah mm. I love it's it best. okay let's move on to the top ten okay at number ten it's Little <laughs> your face just looked like I'd punched you. Oh, little, little. right? Okay, no, I've under because I, I was trying to figure out what film that was. Yes, the one with Marseille Martin. Yes. He's incredible. Yeah. So this is a uh, a woman is transformed into a younger self at a point in her life where the pressures of adulthood become too much to bear. So Regina Hall is a successful businesswoman, and she wakes up one day and she's um herself when she's like ten, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Um, it looks really funny. Issa Rae's in it, who I think is brilliant. And Marseille Martin is... Um, a, do you watch Blackish? Yes. It's an incredible show. And um, Tracy Ellis Ross is also in this as well. Um, it hasn't been given great reviews, but I think that it's, you know, it's a niche crowd. I think a lot of women are going to like this film. A lot of people of colour are going to like this film. And yeah. um, it's from the people who did Girls Trip, and I thought Girls Trip was one of the best films of recent years. It was years. amazing, yeah. Um, but, but the main thing is, Marseille Martinez executive produced this film. I know. And she's a young girl. So it's fantastic, and she seems so, you know, bold and brilliant, and, you know, she's she's writing and directing her own things, and I think it's fantastic. So yeah. best of luck to her, really. And it's in the top ten, so she's doing something right. Mm. At number nine, it is Pet Cemetery, or Cemetery. The spelling really. I don't know how it's. Yeah, I don't really know how it's pronounced. I'll be honest. I think that's based on the book, but I don't really know what's going on. Um, I was wanting to see this, but it's been given bad write-ups. Really, I've not seen it. I don't know if I will, because you know my thing about horror films. Yeah, and it looks like one that's (laughs) going to stick with you for a while. Yeah. And then at number eight, I've forgotten how to count there. Number eight, it is Wild Rose. Now, this is about a musician from Glasgow who dreams of becoming a Nashville star. And it has been given such great reviews and it is well deserved because it looks like it's going to be fantastic. It yeah. stars Jessie Buckley, who is just brilliant. She's just absolutely brilliant. I think she was on the, um, the show I'd Do Anything. You know, when they sing to become... Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's got got quite a few things going on. She's actually in a short film that a friend of mine made called Pulsar Mm. as well. So she's doing great things. And she's got a lot in the pipeline. But yeah, this film looks fantastic. And a lot of people I know have seen it a few times. So you just know that it's it's a good one. No, I definitely want to watch it. And then at number seven, we've got... Wonder Park. Now, this is an animated film. Have you seen anything about this? No, I've not. It's gone quite under the kind of the cover, which is a little bit odd because animated films are really thrown in your face a lot, especially around this Easter holiday mark. Um, But yeah, Wonder Park tells the story of an amusement park where the imagination of a wildly creative girl comes alive. Looks very cute and sweet and things like that. Not had great reviews, and again, very strangely, just not very popular. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether weird. that's because Dumbo and Captain Marvel have kind of mm. been keeping everyone entertained. But yeah, it's kind of gone a little bit under the um, the cosh. It's strange. Hmm. Weird. Very weird. And number six, it's Greta. Greta. Now this looks like. Um, an interesting one. My friends went to see it yesterday and they said that it wasn't what they were expecting, but they enjoyed it. And I never really okay. know what to quite make of that comment. 
I thought it was going to be shit, but it was good. Yeah, or I thought it was going to be great, but it was just okay. Um, (laughs) It stars Isabel Hubert and Chloe Grace Moretz and Micah Monroe. It is about a young woman befriends a lonely widow who's harbouring a dark and deadly agenda towards her. It's a bit thrillery, a bit exciting. Mm. I do want to see it because, you know, lesbians and thrillers. (laughs) Yeah. Always interesting. Um... Yeah, it's had okay reviews. It's had okay write-ups, but it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I'll check it out. At number five, it is Red Joan. I've seen this on so many bus stops. I don't know why. I've not seen it on... Am I just not leaving the house? Like, <laughs> <laughs> have I just not seen anything recently? Red Joan. It stars, it stars Judy Dench, and it is about the story of Joan Stanley, who was exposed as ah. the KGB's longest-serving British spy. Now, I've cool. just started watching The American, so like I'm getting really yes. into this KGB thing. It's um, so good. I love The American. I'm really enjoying it, honestly. And I can totally it's see so why she left her husband for him. Yes. In real life, not in the show. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's directed by Trevor, Trevor Nunn, and... Um, it's been getting okay reviews, but yeah, like I said, it's just an, it's on every bus stop on my way to work. I don't know why. Interesting. Just a That's bit weird. Bit of a strange little thing for you there. Um, but yeah. And number four, it's Clank. This is an Indian film. Have you heard of this? It is. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it soon. Oh, excited! Um, my mum's very excited about it. So as far as kind of Indian films go, it's kind of a bit of an epic. It's, so you've got, I read that it's the most anticipated Indian movie right now. It is, yeah. You've got you've got like the cream of the crop in this movie, and it's you know it's produced by Karan Johar. For so for anyone who watches Indian films, that's you know like the Kalhona Hors and the Kuch Kuch Hotahers and like the really big ones that people go out and see. And yeah, so this one takes place. I think it's pre Indian independence. Um, and obviously it's an Indian movie, so they'll find a way to make it a musical and make the whole thing about love. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, that, it's not... Actually, it's probably not going to be a lot um, about what... Pre- well, it might be, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's... it's. I think it's one of those films that, that's grossing really well, but the write-up's not been great. I think a lot of people are, are saying it's too long and, you know, they, they focus on all the love stuff way too much, but... It is two hours, 46 minutes. Super long, which actually is about what you would expect from an Indian epic anyway. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, some of my favourite people are in this movie, so I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Exciting. Exciting. I'm excited for you. So good. Thanks, man. At number three, it's Captain Marvel. As expected, it is still in, well, so high in the charts, even seven weeks since it was, I mean, I can't believe where I saw this film, like, seven weeks ago yeah it does not feel that that long at all um it's gonna be really cool because obviously i mean we all probably know that avengers endgame's gonna be number one um Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be really cool that captain marvel is probably gonna be like number three or four um maybe even higher because people might go see that and then see it afterwards kind of thing um so yeah it's doing great um and number two it's dumbo um, which we discussed a couple of weeks ago you haven't seen this Mm -hmm. seen this have you still not seen it No, no i haven't seen it either um it sounds really bad, but I'm probably just going to wait till it's on Sky Movies. Yeah, I know, same. Yeah, and same. even though I, I really want to stand Tandy Newton's daughter, Nico, like, yeah. I can't wait. She's so cool. It, it's odd, isn't it? Um, mm. And it's on a little bit of a jump, because Dumbo was number one for quite a while, but for some reason, Shazam has jumped up, and it's now number one. Um, yeah. Have you seen Shazam? I've not, but I've heard the best things about it. So I saw it last week and I went yeah. in with super low expectations because I thought, you know, DC, we haven't really had a very great history with them since Nolan kind of jumped ship, which is totally understandable. Mm. Um, but I liked this. It was quite fun. It was very, you know, innocent and childish and, um, oh God... I'm so sorry I forget everyone's name. I generally think I'm getting, like, early onset Alzheimer's Zachary Levi. No, not Zachary Levi. Um, Jack Dylan Grazer. Sorry, Jack Dylan Grazer. Ah. He was just so charming and so lovely. And all of the other kids were Darla and um, Billy and Mary. They're all really just lovely kids. And nice. it really spoke a lot about fostering again, a little bit, like, with instant family. 
and it was yeah. just very very cool and it was just it was just dumb if a kid got those powers he would do dumb stuff like yeah. compliment girls or you know buy beer and stuff like that and it was it was it was cool it reminded me of like early origin stories before you know everything had to be serious and end of the world dooming thing um, yeah Oh, that's good. Obviously, as well, I think I mentioned before that I was really excited to see Adam Brody on the cast list. Completely forgot about that when I got into the film. <laughs> and when he turned up, I was so happy. <laughs> oh, I love Adam Brody. There is a cameo near the end of another DC character, and I also got super excited. So, Oh, nice. It was a good, good... I definitely recommend it. It was a good little shout. Okay. I mean, I know at the moment they're not sure what they're doing with the DC universe. They don't really know... Yes what's going to be next whether Shazam's going to have a sequel whether it's Shazam's going to be in another film but for what it was I liked it and I enjoyed it nice I definitely want to watch it it gives me big vibes like Tom Hanks big vibes yeah big vibes I you know yeah it just yeah I just and Zachary Levi is lovely he's so charming and brilliant in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and it was really great to see him in this when he was just silly and because I, I, I never watched Chuck, so I've never really seen him in a lot of stuff. Right. So this week, there's only two films coming out, which is a bit odd, because usually it's only one when it's mm. this big. Um, so before we talk about Avengers, let's talk about Eighth Grade. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've been waiting for this film for a really long time. It came out Same. in America last year, like early yeah. last year. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the good reviews have just been outstanding since then. Like, no one's kind of come back and been like, actually, it's not that good. Um, and I don't really know why. It's been such a long time since we received it. Super long. It yeah, was no, released like... in America. So, obviously, it had festivals. It was released in America in August last year. And it's wow. been... Yes, and it's going to be here on the 26th. Which is just crazy. I don't really know what happened there. No. I mean, I know it's about kind of... Um, but it's A24, isn't it? So it's not that they haven't done UK distributing before. Yeah, no, it's weird. I'm glad it's coming finally, though, because I thought I'd missed it. For the longest time, I just thought I'd missed it. It kept popping up online, and I was like, don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. Um, but yeah, when I first saw that Bo Burnham was directing, I was like, really? Yeah. This is bizarre. So but bizarre. No, it's, um, it's exciting. It's exciting. So yeah, so uh, eighth grade. Now... Let's talk about Avengers. The big one, yeah. The big one. A few things, obviously we spoke about this quite a lot already, but recently obviously they've been doing the press tour, they've been doing interviews and they had the premiere. And one thing I want to talk about the premiere is Natalie Portman was there. I know. I Yeah, nice little surprise. Yeah, now I... When Natalie Portman wasn't in Thor Ragnarok or any of the other films, I was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe she just got busy, maybe she's just, you know, that maybe they just decided that her character wasn't that interesting and they wrote her out, mm. or maybe there wasn't any chemistry. I had no freaking idea that there was this kind of internal fight because originally Patty Jenkins was meant to direct Thor The Dark World and when they fired oh. her, Natalie wasn't happy. I had no idea about this. Did you? I didn't even know Patty was attached. To... I had no idea. I had no idea. Whoa. I was really okay. shocked. But apparently that's the reason why um, Natalie and Marvel have um, kind of... Have beef, yeah. But I mean, does this mean <laughs> that she's in Endgame? Does this mean that she has cameo? Was it just simply, you know, let's invite Nat? I don't, I don't think she'd randomly go to the premiere, especially if she had beef with them. Yeah. Do you know I'd I mean? like to see her in it. I'd love to see her in it. It's weird. But, yeah, mm. originally... So, Marvel were hiring a female director um, to spearhead one of their biggest superhero movies. And Jenkins parted ways after two months due to creative differences. Hmm. Um, eventually, they hired Alan Taylor. And, basically... I mean, I don't know about you, but what are your thoughts on For the Dark World? It was, it's, like, one of my least favourite yeah, I, it's I quite did, forgettable yeah. and just wasn't... I think it came out on Halloween as well, so I think that's why I went to see it, just to have something to do. But apparently yeah. it was Natalie Portman who pushed to bring Jenkins in to direct, mm. and the whole... It was meant to be very Romeo and Juliet-esque space opera that hinged on Thor and Jane Foster being separated. And okay. that's not what Marvel wanted. They wanted to have a villain, they wanted Jane to be the damsel in distress, and... Um, 
yeah, Jenkins basically was like, this is not what I want to do. And um, she said, what I thought was fantastic, she said, I can't do something I don't believe in, in that big of scale. I knew that that was only good, not only going to set me back, but also women directors. And I thought that's fantastic. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that she then went on to do probably one of the most successful action superhero films of all time is not only shows her time, but her integrity. She yeah. could have easily yeah, sold sure. out. And the fact as well that they were going to hire her to do For the Dark World to bring in a female director. For the Dark World was 2013. Captain Marvel mm. was 2019. So what happened? Yeah. You couldn't find anyone else in six, seven years? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Wow. I had no idea at all until, until I saw yesterday or the day before um, and I read it and I was like, what? No, that can't be right. And then it completely mm. all made sense. And good for Natalie Portman too, because she pushed that forward. Oh, Natalie stands in this house. Natalie stands. Um, so yeah, that was my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Other things I loved I no about idea. the premiere was that Brie and Scarlett wore these fantastic rings that look like yes. Thanos' gauntlet. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. I want it was, them. It was great to see women as well because all of the promotional stuff I've seen beforehand was just all the guys. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it just I got to a point no, where it's like, where are the women? It was a good premiere. It was, it was like good. a it was a thing. It was like the last time I remember something being this much of a thing really was um Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part Two premiere in, in London, which I was at. Really? Yeah, it was it was a big it was a big deal. But yeah, this feels like probably even more of a big deal, but the the next one since. It's weird, isn't it? Because we don't really know if it is the end or not. Like, there was talks yeah. recently about Thor 4. Um, so you kind of get the impression that obviously Thor doesn't die in this film. Um, mm. Obviously Spider-Man... Apparently there's no, um, there's no end scene credit, though, apparently. There's... After the credit scene. <laughs> there's no scene after the credits i don't know i mean i'll probably sit there anyway because i'll be so emotionally exhausted i was gonna say i'm not gonna want to leave yeah it's gonna be really hard now because obviously with the with the premiere happening we're now open to possible spoilers um Mm. which is really difficult and obviously the russo brothers did this whole don't spoil the end game which i thought was really great um but you don't know you could literally click on someone's instagram story and there could be something or someone could be an arsehole and spoil it for you um so yeah, I mean, do you have any tips on how you're going to be avoiding spoilers in particular? Honestly, I, d- I just don't think I'm going to climb on anything until I see it, which is Saturday evening. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just going to try and be as far away from social media as I possibly can. I just, I don't think there's any other way to do it. It's hard, isn't it? Because you want to be in the excitement and you want to be around people yeah. that are all thrilled for this film. But just one thing and you'll just be like, oh yeah it's going to be one of those things where you spoil one thing and everything else gets spoiled because it's just it's going to unravel yeah so um did you see any spoilers for infinity war before you went to see it no i didn't no i didn't either i didn't i didn't either at all actually yeah um what was i gonna say yeah i think i'm gonna i mean it's kind of the wide release is it's the midnight is the midnight release tonight Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know someone going tonight and they're very excited. Yeah, I think from tomorrow I'm no longer going to be on social media. Apart yeah. from when I have to promote this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. When are you going to see it? Friday evening. Friday evening. Yeah. Cool. I'm really excited. And I'm being taken out for dinner for the first time in like eight months. So Nice. Yeah. That's nice. I'm more excited to spend my time with Chris Evans though sounds good <laughs> but it's okay um i'm just really excited i mean people i love the fact that it's three hours long i'd happily watch yeah. it for four hours it's yeah. just one of these things people i mean someone said to me recently oh everyone talks about it. it's really overrated they act like it's the best thing i don't think anyone acts like it's the best thing but i think that the fact that it is amalgamating this amount of characters stories and directors to mm. one film no other franchise has done that and I think no. it's something that yeah why not why not get excited about it? it's not going to happen every fucking month is it yeah it's not going to happen every year like, it's an event it's yeah. a movie event like and people get like oh you know it's you know it's superheroes it's action films well you know what so what 
Mm. The Dark Knight is a superhero action film, and it's it's yeah. quite frankly one of the best films in the history of film. So, yeah. suck my dick. <laughs> Basically. 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 But yeah, that that's about it, really. The the next time we do a podcast, we will be doing a an end game review. Um, spoilers and non-spoilers it'll be separate like we did before Um, like completely separate episodes Um, and I'm excited to hear what everyone in my life thinks about it though as well I don't know about you, I'm excited to hear what you think about it, I'm excited to hear what Lauren thinks about it, I'm excited to hear what people at work think about it Um, we've all been excited to wait for this, it's an event it's going to be great it's going to be great but yeah, that's it. So I'll see you on the other side. Oh, it feels really weird. I know. And we're going to have had the battle at Game of Thrones too. So I don't know how emotionally stable I'm going to be this time next week. We'll find out. This is the thing. So we're <laughs> going to be recording um, probably next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. Um, and we'll get this online ASAP. Because then obviously yeah. by then people would have watched Avengers. People would have watched Game of Thrones, hopefully. Um, but yeah, thank you as always for joining me. Thanks for week. having me. Thanks for well, congratulate not thank you. Congratulations <laughs> on the job. Thanks, man. The, I, good about the it. eyebrows looking great. The microblading has worked wonders. Thank you. I love them. They're very cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. And yeah, that's it. Um, subscribe if you haven't already. Send us feedbacks and us questions. The feedback was really great this week. Really interesting. Yeah. And um, don't spoil the end game. 